All right, this one's going to be fun because we're going to talk about everything that I would do differently if I was starting an affiliate blog today. And I will be honest, when I first got started with this, I was not expecting it to blow up the way that it has to the point to where I was able to have my wife quit her job and then me quit my job a few months later. But here we are, and I'm gonna show you exactly what I would do if I was starting completely from scratch today. And trust me, the last couple might blow your mind, so be sure to stay tuned. What is up, my name is Chris and welcome to another video. If this is your first time here, we talk about building passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. So if you want help to build those streams, consider subscribing. Also, before we get started, be sure to check the first link down in the description for my number one way for making money online. Spoiler alert, it's blocking and affiliate marketing, but oh, it's such a great business model to take advantage of. So be sure to go check out that first link in the description. All right, so the first thing that I would do when I'm first getting started with a brand new blog would be to build that site as if I'm going to sell it. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm gonna sell the site, but if you build it in a way to where if someone else were to step in immediately, they'll know exactly what needs to be done, this is going to help you much more uh, in the long term than it will in the short term. Now, the reason why I say this is because when I first got started, I felt as though this was my website, which it is my website, but if you build it with the idea that you may have to give it up at some point in the future, it's going to change the way that you do a lot of the things. There's a few things that you might do and you might remember to do, and it's much easier if you write those types of things down. There's a thing out there that's called an SOP or Standard Operating Procedure. This will make your life so much easier if you sit down and actually plan out how to do specific tasks within your business. Now, this could be anything from creating the uh, the ideation for the articles themselves, writing the articles, how you post those articles, just the entire process. This is going to make it so much easier when you start to onboard other people and try to get them to hopefully uh, help you stay and remain more consistent as you continue writing content for the blog. Another benefit of uh, building your blog as if you may sell it in the future is the fact that it will be easier to sell if it's in the future, right? So don't necessarily use your name if you don't want to, you know, it's nice to maybe have a personal branded website, but just know that that idea is going to just be yours for all time, most likely. Right. But if you can get something that has a nice brandable domain, it makes it very easy for someone to come along and buy it in the future. And if this site is actually as successful as we all want these sites to be, if it gets to a thousand dollars a month, two thousand dollars a month, three thousand dollars a month, you now have a six figure asset in your hands that you can sell at any point, make a nice, smooth transition and you get to sit back and collect that payday. The next thing to do is to focus. Now, when I first got started with blogging, focus was a real problem for me because I kept trying to look for the secret sauce. I kept saying, what is it that these other bloggers are doing that's making them so successful with this? And the one thing that I just kept coming back to was that you need to do the work. I was grateful enough to be in a, a situation where I could reach out to other successful bloggers and ask them, hey, what are you doing that's so successful? I was doing that so often that I was neglecting my own blog. So I, once I realized that all these guys would come back to me and say, hey, stop asking me, just go out there and do it. I even had some people look at my site and say, wow, you're doing so good. It, your site is already light years in front of where I was at that moment. And once I finally realized that that was 
there was no secret sauce and that you just need to sit down, buckle down and do the work. That's when everything started to really work out for me. I'm going to be honest. I was desperate at that time when I needed this to work, which is why I kept reaching out to people. But I now turn a lot of that energy and trying to find a secret sauce to actually focusing on creating content for the blog. So there were times where I would punch out two, maybe even three articles in a single day. I was creating templates and stuff, so it wasn't too, too difficult to put these articles together, but I needed to do something fast. And by putting together you know, those templates, sitting down, writing those articles, and then moving on to the next, and then moving on to the next, not really even worrying about what happened to that article until months and months later, then I started to see the needle really start to do that hockey step curve right there in Google Analytics. Now, the next thing is going to be a little different than something I used to always say in the past, and that's always going after high ticket affiliate marketing. Now, granted, I've made a decent amount of money just from going after high ticket stuff, but something that I am realizing more and more as time goes on that's more valuable than even the high ticket is recurring income. I, you need to go after recurring income as much as you possibly can, even if it's something that's not going to make you a ton of money. If it's $20 a month that you get because of a sale, if it's $30 a month, $100 a month that you might get because of a sale, it's much better to get that kind of thing going month after month after month. That way it becomes truly, truly passive sweetness income. Now, the best places that I have found to get some true passive income would be all of these software as a service or these SaaS companies that are out there that are built to try to make doing specific things in our niches a lot easier. So if you happen to be in the digital marketing space, you got things like Jasper, you got things like phrase.io, you got all of these recurring things that people are going to need month after month after month, sign them up for it and you're going to be able to get income over and over and over again for years to come. Trust me, there is nothing more satisfying right, than getting some money that you only had to make the sale for once and then literally three and four years later, still making money from that same sale. It doesn't get any more passive than that, but uh, it's great as getting that lump sum with high ticket affiliate marketing is, I'm gonna have to start leaning towards looking for more recurring revenue streams to build to your business. Now, if your business doesn't have any type of uh, software as a service type services that you could use to uh, try to become an affiliate of, start looking at things such as subscription boxes as well. There's literally a subscription box in almost every single niche that is out there. You just got to find one, see if they have an affiliate program. And if they don't have an affiliate program, a ninja trick is just to reach out and ask for one and see if they would work with you directly, especially after you've already gotten your website up and running and getting some relevant traffic to these offers. Now, be sure to keep paying attention. The last one on this list is going to blow your mind, but no worries. Your mind is going to be safe in my hands. I think. Number four on our list is going to be the capture email as soon as possible. Now, this is probably one of the hardest things to do when it comes to a niche site is to try to create an email list. But as great as Google is, as amazing as they are in terms of you can you can bank on them. You know, you, you when you write good content and you start getting traffic and you have a good authority, you're going to be getting that traffic and authority for a long time. And to the tune that people buy and sell websites, you know, pretty crazy at pretty crazy multiples just for that very reason because they know how well Google is. But you have to remember, it's still a business. And if you can insulate yourself at least a little, it will make it a lot easier if you ever have to deal with a Google
Google update or something that can maybe hurt the traffic onto your site. And the best way to do that is with email marketing. So email marketing can be its own full-time business within itself, but there is a couple of tricks that you can use to make sure that the emails that you are capturing, you are maintaining a relationship with the people on those emails. There is no value in an email list that they have no idea who you are. You need to make sure that you email them regularly and under with the understanding that they that you can send them uh, products and stuff to hopefully buy in the future and make some money with affiliate marketing. Or if you decide to create your own product at one point, you already have a list of people you can promote it to. So one thing that I have done in the past is literally just sit down and work on the task of coming up with about 40 to 50 emails and then getting an autoresponder like Active Campaign, which is one of my favorites. I'll be sure to put a link down in the description for them as well if you want to try them out. But regardless, uh, pr products such as those, you sit down with the 40 or 50 emails and you schedule them out week after week after week. In that very first email that people receive when they subscribe to your email list, let them know, I'm going to be sending you an email once a week on Mondays at seven o'clock or something like that. Set the expectation. When you do that, you can continue to then uh, go to Active Campaign and set up every Monday at 7 p.m., send them a separate email. These emails, they don't have to be any, they don't have to be a book, right? They don't have to be anything like, you know, Shakespearean, right? You really just have to make sure that it's something that's interesting. And nine times out of 10, you can turn them back to your website. Or if you started a YouTube channel or maybe you have a podcast or whatever, start directing traffic to those particular sources so that people can learn who you are and become a fan of you and your brand. This is going to help you uh, insulate yourself from what could happen if the traffic on your site happens to dip. You're going to always have a group of people and audience that's yours. That email list is yours. Nobody can take it from you. So if you are unable to get traffic to your site, you can still email them and tell them where you're going to be now. Number three on this list now is to outsource sooner. So outsourcing is just simply the idea of getting other people to do work for you. So if you ever read the four hour work week, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, it's an interesting book. I definitely would recommend you check it out, but it's a little idealistic in my opinion. But regardless, it's a good book. Go check it out. But outsourcing something sooner is going to help you remain more consistent in your business than anything else. Because there's plenty of things in my business that I either hate doing, I don't have time to do, or I'd rather just not do. But if I pay someone to do it, at least it gets done. Um, one of the first things that I always recommend people outsource is maybe something as simple as cutting their lawn. Um, for my particular lawn, it might take me three to four hours by myself to cut my grass. That's everything from cutting the trimming and cleaning up and all of that fun stuff, right? Or I could pay someone 40 bucks, 50 bucks maybe, and they'll go out there and have it done in 20 minutes. And now I get four hours of time. So you start thinking, is that four hours of time that I now have worth $40? Yeah, it, nine times out of 10, it probably is, right? So it's much better to find someone to take care of tasks that either you don't like doing or you don't know how to do or you just don't feel like doing, especially if it's really important that it just needs to be done. So I wish that I had outsourced a lot sooner than I actually did. But when it comes to blogging, outsourcing content creation is probably one of the first things you're gonna start doing. Eventually, hire a virtual assistant as fast as you can. One place that I go to to get virtual assistance is online 
www.sharingjobs.ph. It's very, very simple to be able to um, sign up, uh, do a one-time thing. Um, I think it's like $99 for one month. You know, get as many um, applications as you can, hire somebody, cancel the service, and now you have someone who can do the work for you and uh, be able to free yourself up of more time and you won't be tied to your computer so much. The cool thing too about outsourcing is the fact that you can start scaling a lot more when it's more than just you writing the articles. I mean, if you're writing the articles, I, you might be able to put through, what, 10, 20 articles if you really nailed yourself down to do one a day, then about 30 articles a day. However, you're going to get burned out. I got burned out at one point. It just happens. But if you're able to outsource it, maybe now you only have to do 10 to 15 articles a month, maybe 10 articles a month, maybe zero articles a month. If you have that many that you're going to be outsourcing, now you can start creating 30, 50, 100 articles per month and be able to get them out there on the internet, you know, starting to age, starting to get some money from display ads and affiliate marketing, and then start making its money back. You have to look at it from an investment standpoint. If I were to pay someone $50 to write an article, how long will it take me to make that $50 back with that article? It might only take, you know, a couple of months if it ends up being a high traffic page, or if it takes about a year to make that money back, at least after the year, it's nothing but profit at that point. So outsourcing just makes sense, especially when it comes to blogging. Now, here's the second to last one that I told you is going to be a little bit controversial, and that is to start YouTube sooner. So if you're going to really make this into a brand, something that's really, really smart that you can do is to also infuse some video in it as well. Look, as great as blogging is, there is you know this little aspect that people are just seeing you off the written word. It's hard to have your, your personality elevate out of the words unless you're just this amazing writer. But you don't have to be a great writer in order to be good at blogging. You just have to be a little bit more helpful than the next person. But one thing that you can do to kind of help your personality come out is to either see yourself on video or at least have your voice on video. Um, this is going to be super helpful because Google unearths not just your blog post, but they also unearth YouTube videos as well. I mean, they're all owned by the same company, so that makes sense. But if you're able to infuse videos along with your blog, you can help keep people on your site longer, which is going to help your SEO, which is going to help get traffic to your site even sooner. When I first got started with one of my blogs, one thing that I absolutely positively needed to do was get video onto my blog post because I knew people would stick around longer if they sat there on my page and actually watched the video. But instead of people watching other videos that I would embed and find off of YouTube, I wanted them to find my video so that they would do what I told them to do. So they would join my email list or whatever it happens to be. So that's what I started doing, just creating these really trashy and crappy uh, YouTube videos, but I just got them out there. And what happened? The YouTube channel actually started to become its own source of revenue as well. One that I didn't even really count on because I was mainly just thinking about the blog. So once you get the blog up and running, you got a few articles out there, you got some backlinks coming to it as well. Now it's time to turn your focus to another form of multimedia, such as YouTube and perhaps podcasting as well. Those are probably the best ones to jump into right here, right now. And what I would definitely recommend you do if you're going to start an affiliate blog today. And now the number one thing on our list that you absolutely positively 
have to do is to take money off the table. Now, if you take advantage of the first thing that we talked about in this list with building your site with the idea of selling it, then your site is going to be in a place where you might be able to sell it at some point. If your site is making anywhere from $1,000 to you know, $500 or even $3,000, that site can be worth anywhere between $30,000 and $150,000. But that money is not in your pocket until you sell the site. We're always, you know, one step away from thinking that all of the traffic on our sites is going to disappear anyways. But sometimes if you have a portfolio of sites and you have one that's just sitting there and you don't have time to work on it and it's just sitting there collecting dust, it might be best just to go ahead and sell it. I did this back in 2020 where I had a portfolio of like seven or eight sites. I sold them all except three, I believe. And I just worked on those three. It was impossible for me to work on all seven of them equally at the exact same time, even with help from virtual assistants and writers. So and I just decided to go ahead and let go of them. And when I did that, I was able to free my own time up to do other things outside of just working on that whole portfolio of blogs. And one thing that I did was I helped build up a coaching program showing people how to do this blogging thing as well. So it, I was able to build a whole nother business on top of the business that the uh, the money that the blog was bringing in as well. So definitely, if you have a blog and it's making money and you don't have time to work on it, you might do better with just selling it, taking the cash and then reinvesting it somewhere else so that you can build up another passive income stream and continue building your empire online. Now, with all of that said, one thing that I definitely do recommend that you do as well is to have someone help you, have someone who has already ran the path uh, show you how to do it so that you don't have to spend a ton of time just guessing, all right? And the best way to do that is for you to check out my number one training that I have over, is the first link down in the description, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. There I have a free training that will show you step-by-step step what I did to be able to build a blog and quit my job within about 18 to 24 months. I was able to have my wife quit her job and now I can kind of do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. And it's all because of a simple website. So I invite you to go check it out, bloggerrevolution.com slash workshop.